short reading then from Jeremiah chapter 23 at verse 24. Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. Amen. Did you notice, first of all, just how direct this verse is? It's a personal declaration by God. Not only is the phrase declares the Lord repeated, and also if you look just in the verse before it as well, but so is the personal pronoun, I. You see, the Bible consistently presents us with a personal God who has taken the initiative and has revealed himself to us. When God first revealed himself to the patriarch Abraham way back in Genesis chapter 17, he revealed himself as God Almighty. Maybe you know the Jewish phrase from uh, some worship songs, El Shaddai. Genesis 17 verse 1 says this, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. So this title for God, God Almighty, is in fact one of the earliest titles given to us in the Bible. And it's a name by which God has revealed something of himself to us. But secondly, in our verse from Jeremiah, did you notice that the verse poses us a question? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them? Well, it's a question with an obvious answer, isn't it? Uh, we call it a rhetorical question. Who can hide? No one can. For this personal God who reveals himself to us is not bound by place or time that we might hide from him, like some great game of hide and seek. In fact, he's present everywhere. We talk of him being omnipresent. There is nowhere where God is not present, which is why we have this word in Jeremiah where he says, who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord, do not I fill heaven and earth. It can be tempting though, can't it, to see that statement as a big brother kind of scenario, a permanent eye in the sky, a surveillance system, cameras everywhere, like those cameras on the road measuring your average speed. Is there nowhere I can escape from God? quite negative, but certainly this verse is in part directed negatively towards what is going on in Jeremiah's time. It's the wrongdoing of the Jews in his day, which included the worship of Canaanite gods instead of the God of Israel. That's actually what's behind verse 23 and towards the teaching of false prophets. And if you look later in the, in the passage at verse 33 onwards, you'll see a whole section on that. 
You see, God knows what they're doing when they worship the Canaanite gods. God knows what they say when they bring false teaching. He knows his people are worshiping falsely. He knows the prophets are teaching falsely. And he knows that the people are going astray. It's worth considering that when we yield to the temptation to go astray from God, even then we cannot hide from him. But thirdly, this verse also serves to remind us that God's almighty power is a power to protect. For if he is everywhere present, then we can never be far from him. Isn't that wonderfully comforting? Listen to how one of the psalmists wrote in Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress and my God in whom I trust. You see, because God is present everywhere, we can always run to Him for shelter and for protection, no matter who we are or where we are. It's like always being able to shelter under a nearby tree when it's either scorching hot or pouring with rain. And the distance we need run to Him is never far, for He is present everywhere. There are no secret places. Who can hide in secret places, declares the Lord? It's worth asking ourselves if we see that as a positive or a negative. So Almighty God is a personal God who reveals Himself to us, and He's an omnipresent God. He is everywhere, a God who is never far from us. But God, Almighty God, is more even than that. We've said that God has power to protect. Well, let's think about that a little more. One word we often use for God's being almighty is omnipotent. It means all-powerful. That's why he can say of himself, do not I fill heaven and earth? Certainly, if God is everywhere, we'd expect him to be in heaven and be on earth. But he fills heaven and earth. Don't we talk of some, how some people seem to fill a room with their presence when they walk in? They bring an almost overwhelming sense of their presence to the company. They're prominent people, they're powerful people, and you know they're there. Well, it is with a holy and almighty power that God fills heaven and earth. But His prominence, His character, His power is not, as with many prominent people, focused solely upon himself. Rather, by his power, he comes alongside us and reaches out to us. This word to fill is the same as in Exodus 40, when the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. This filling represents the very presence of God Himself, the nearness of God, the dwelling of God with His people, Almighty God. 
This word to fill is the same as in 1 Samuel 16 when God instructed Samuel to fill his horn with oil so that he could go to Jesse's family and anoint David as king over the nation. Such careful preparation for the kingly line from David from which Jesus would come. And finally, notice that Jeremiah has already spoken in verses 5 and 6 of this chapter of a coming king who will be a righteous savior. Well, this king came some 600 years after Jeremiah's time in the line of David, in the person of Jesus Christ, the one who is righteous to save. Another prophet, Zephaniah by name, writing just a few years before Jeremiah, had spoken of this coming king also using these words. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. Actually, the original is very plain. The original language simply says, mighty, he will save. A simple description a simple adjective declaring the almightiness of God, mighty. And then a statement, he will save. And when you get underneath that statement, you find that what it really means is that he will cause our salvation. He will not merely announce it, nor, if I may say so, even just bring it, though he does. But he causes our salvation. It is only because of the Lord that salvation may come. For you see, God is also almighty in that he is almighty to save. So the Bible consistently presents us with a personal God who has taken the initiative and has revealed himself to us as God almighty, El Shaddai. God is almighty. He is omnipresent. There is nowhere where God is not present. He sees and he knows our every action. God is almighty, a God in whose shelter we may dwell and in whose shadow we may rest. Are there any secret places beyond the protective reach of our God? God is almighty. He is omnipotent. He fills heaven and earth. And God is almighty, almighty to save. Why would we not run to him? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord.